0: Thank you so much for that prayer this morning, Jim. And Jim's prayer is my prayer for all of us um, this morning and throughout this series on the attributes of God. And that is that you would get this grand, gargantuan view of God that um, overwhelms you, that um, boggles your minds, that leads you to great worship, to great praise, to great exaltation of our God. I want us to see how great he is and how small we are. This morning we are looking at the omnipotence of God. And I'll say this one more time. Uh, Over the last three weeks, we've been looking at what are known as the three omnis, Of God, his omnipresence, his omniscience, and today his omnipotence. Omni is a Latin prefix that simply means all. So God is all-present, he is all-knowing, and today he is all-powerful. Today is the seventh of the 15 attributes of God that we are going to look at in this series. And the passage, the main passage that we'll be looking at others, the main passage we are going to look at is Isaiah chapter 40 verses 27 through 31. Isaiah chapter 40 and verses 27 through 31. If you are visiting with us this morning and you don't have a Bible, there are Bibles uh, underneath uh, some of the chairs in front of you. And if you don't own a Bible, we want you to Just take that Bible and keep it. It's yours for free. We'd love for you to have it and read it. Um, And we're just glad that you're joining with us. And if you're watching by live stream this morning, you'll easily be able to follow as all the verses today will be uh, on the screen. So let me read Isaiah 40, verses 27 through 31. Isaiah chapter 40 is this just magnificent chapter on the greatness and power of God. Many of you are familiar with this section that I'm going to read, but, and I'll cover it in more depth as we go along, but I want you to be challenged this morning that there is more to what you think you know about this passage. There is more there than you realize, more there than I realized as I studied this out this week. Isaiah 40, 27 through 31, the Lord is speaking to Israel. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, And not faint. Well, our first point this morning is the power of God. The omnipotence of God means that God is all powerful and possesses all power. We like to say that God is the most powerful being in the universe, and that is true. But don't stop there, because God created the universe. There is no universe if God had not created it. So he's not only the most powerful being in all of the universe, he is the creator of the universe. And there is nothing that is too hard for God. One of his Old Testament names, and you may be familiar with this, is El Shaddai. El means God and Shaddai means Almighty. His very name reveals to us this specific attribute, this character quality of God Because he is almighty God. He is almighty God. He is the possessor of all strength. And what power belongs to us as his creatures. Is simply on loan to us. Because all power is from God. What a great God. And awesome God that we have. And I want you to be thinking of this throughout the message. I want this to be kind of ruminating in your minds this morning, that any power that you have is on loan to you from God. Any power that you have, any strength that you have in your life is given to you from God. Now, there is something else that I want to say right at the beginning this morning, because sometimes there's misunderstandings, And so I want to clarify this right at the start. Sometimes we say that God can do anything, or we say that there is nothing that God cannot do. And actually, that's not true. I want you to know this morning that there are some things that God cannot do. God cannot act inconsistent With his own character, God cannot act in a way that isn't true to who he is. God cannot sin. We saw this when we looked at the holiness of God. It is impossible for God to sin. We saw this in the book of Habakkuk that God is of too pure eyes to even look upon sin. God cannot die. We saw this with the very first attribute of God that we looked at, the aseity of God. God is self-existent. He has no beginning and he has not, no end. God cannot die. God cannot lie. We will look at this in the future when we look at the truthfulness of God. Titus 1, 2, Hebrews 6, 18 tell us that it is impossible for God to lie. So there are some things that God cannot do, anything that would be inconsistent with his character and not in harmony with all of his attributes. If you remember way back to the introductory message that I shared with you, God's attributes, and we're going, as I mentioned, we're looking at 15 of them, they are like a tapestry, They aren't like one here and one here and one there. They can't be compartmentalized. They are meshed together in great beauty. They rely upon one another. And so God cannot do anything that would be a violation of any of his attributes. So his power works in perfect conformity, in perfect harmony with his holiness. His power works in perfect conformity with his sovereign will. His power works in conformity, in harmony with his perfect wisdom, with his amazing grace. So this, this is what we understand. This is what we call the omnipotence of God. Now, when we looked at the omniscience of God, we looked at, three aspects last week. And we're going to do the same thing with the omnipotence. There are many more. I mean, like with each of these attributes, they could all be a whole sermon series. They could. So I want to look at three aspects of God's power. It is infinite, it is inexhaustible, and it is incomprehensible. It is infinite, it is inexhaustible, and it is incomprehensible. First of all, God's power is infinite, unlimited, and boundless. He is able to do whatever he pleases. Whatever he pleases that is consistent with his character and in perfect harmony with all of his attributes. There are many things that you and I desire to do, but we don't have the strength. To do it, we just don't have the ability to carry it out. Jesus said of us, of us humans, that the Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Oh, how many times we feel that. The Spirit is so willing, but the flesh is so weak. But this is never true with God. That never happens with God. Every desire that God has, He has unlimited power to carry it out. Consider his creation. And again, this could be a whole sermon. Just going to touch on this briefly. I want you to consider the size of the universe that he has created. The sheer dimensions of the universe are staggering, way beyond anything that we can fully understand. Scientists tell us that it would take 500 billion years. Traveling at the speed of light to journey around the perimeter of the universe. And the speed of light, which you may know, is 186,000 miles per second. Now actually, as I looked up some of this this week, that's not totally true. Because actually, to travel around the perimeter of the universe, the time it would take you is infinite. It is infinite. The sun. The sun has a diameter of 864,000 miles and could hold within the sun, the sun within itself could hold one million planets the size of the earth. So one million planet earths could fit within the sun. The stars have different dimensions. Some of its, some of the biggest stars Stars are staggering. There is a star that has a diameter of over 100 million miles. There are other stars that are 1,500 times the diameter of the sun. And we get into the billions. And that's just a taste. That's just a taste of the immensity of the God that we serve. It's just a testimony to the staggering power of God. So, every one of us need to be encouraged this morning that nothing we ever bring before the throne of God is too hard for him. Nothing. Sometimes we just need to be overwhelmed by the size of the universe and remember This is the God to whom we pray. He has spoken all of the universe into existence by the mere breath of his word, his infinite power. He does everything effortlessly, not by the sweat of his brow, not by the perspiration of his forehead, but by the mere breath of his mouth. Jeremiah 32, 27 says this. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? And again, we see throughout this study these rhetorical questions, especially in the Old Testament. Is anything too hard for God? Of course not. Nothing's too hard for God. And if you ever look at the context of Jeremiah 32, Jeremiah 32.27 is one of those verses that you know, you memorize. It's one of those verses that we love to quote. But it's interesting to look at the context. The context is God is saying to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, I'm, I'm going to destroy the nation of Judah. I'm going to Destroy Jerusalem. I'm going to bring the Babylonians, the Chaldeans against Jerusalem and they are going to burn it to the ground and they are going to take you into captivity. Jeremiah, nothing's too hard for me. Nothing. Whether it is the judgment of God or the goodness of God or the blessing of God. Nothing is too hard for God. In Matthew 19.26 it says, but Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. We love to quote that. Nothing is impossible with God. With God all things are possible, and they are. It's interesting to look at the two places, the two prominent places where Jesus says that, or excuse me, where that is said in the New Testament. In this context, in Matthew chapter 19, Jesus has just spoken to the rich young ruler and told him to go and sell all he possesses and give to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven and come follow me and it said that he walked away sad because he owned many possessions and then jesus said as he walked away it is hard oh it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of god it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were like, then who can be saved? Can anybody be saved if the rich can't be saved? And that's when Jesus says, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Anyone can have salvation by the power of God. The other place in which this is used, as you may know, is in Luke chapter 1 with the Virgin Mary, and God tells her that she is going to bear a son who will be called um, the Son of the Most High. He'll be given the throne of his father David. (laughs) Mary says, how can this be, since I am a virgin? And he says, nothing. Nothing is impossible with God. And folks, as well as we know that little saying, we need to be reminded this morning in every single one of our lives, in every one of our situations, nothing is impossible with God. God's power is infinite. It is unlimited. It is boundless. Our second point this morning is power beyond comprehension. God's power is inexhaustible. It is undiminished from everlasting to everlasting god does not get tired i can't even imagine that i get tired every day i get tired multiple times during the day and folks be encouraged this morning god's not growing old he's not you know we can never say you know i just don't think god can do what he used to do he's kind of past his prime you know he's like uh Male or female athlete, they get in their late 30s and, you know, they're still good, but they can't do what they used to do. That's never true with God. That's never true with God. And I say that because sometimes we look back at the Old Testament and we look at all the great things that God did. And now we look at the church and we're thinking, wow, I don't see any crossings of the Red Sea I don't see anyone being taken to heaven in a chariot of fire. I don't see God consuming sacrifices at Mount Carmel. And we think, you know, maybe God just can't do what he used to do. But we need to know God is forever the same. God is every single bit as powerful right now as he always and has ever been. His power is undiminished. He loses none, none of his omnipotence. And that brings us to our main text this morning, Isaiah 40, 27 through 31. I want you to think carefully of what God is saying here. Why, people of God, why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord and my right is disregarded by my God? Wow, you talk about relevant. How many times have each of us said, God, do you really know what I'm going through down here? Do you really know my circumstances? Don't you see what's happening to me? Don't you see what's happening to my child? Don't you see what's happening to my aging parents? God, don't you see that? Verse 28. God says, have you not known? Have you not heard? So we need to be constantly reminded. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. Let all of us know. Let all of Israel know. Let all of his church know. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He created it all. Every part of it, Every bit of it. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. We looked at unsearchable last week in the omniscience of God. But let us find strength in the fact that God does not faint or grow weary. God never, ever gets tired. It's verse 29 that I really want us to focus on this morning. And I want us to think very carefully about this. And I'm going to refer to it again as we go through the second half of this message. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Every time. You feel like I can't do this anymore. I'm just so worn out. I'm so tired. I just feel like I can't face another day. When you turn to the Lord, He gives you strength. He gives you power, His strength and His power. He delights in giving strength and power. To those who feel they cannot go on, they cannot face another day, they cannot face this anymore. He gives power to the faint and to him who has no might, he increases strength. And then comes that section, you may have this on a plaque, on a wall in your home, but I really want you to think about this. Even youths, even young men and young women, shall faint and be weary. And young men, young men, the picture of from a human perspective of human strength. And young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with ing- wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let every person here this morning, let every person watching by live stream knows. They who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. You may be 18, you may be 88. They who wait for the Lord. They who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. There's a New Testament equivalent of this. And it is also a verse that you know well. It is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I can do all things through him, through him who strengthens me. What does that mean? It means I can do all things within the will of God. I can do all things that glorify his name. I can do all things in obedience to his word. I can do all things that God calls me to do. I can do all things, all things, through Christ who strengthens me. And again, I just want you to think about this with me this morning. This infinite, inexhaustible power is mediated into our lives when we are weak. And as we look to him, and as we trust him, he enables us to exchange our weakness for his strength. We won't go in depth, but 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Be a good study for you this week. Where Paul says, God's grace is sufficient for me. And he says this, That God's power is made perfect in my weakness. He says, I will glory in my weaknesses and in my hardships because when I am weak, I am strong. Here's a principle that you can take with you for the rest of your life. The more you rely on your human strength, the weaker you become. The more you rely on the strength of the Lord, the stronger you become. Okay? The more you rely on you, the weaker you become. The more you rely on God, the stronger you become. He enables us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Man, that is our energy source indwelling us, living within us. When we are weak, he gives us his strength. We are enabled by the power of the word of God Thank you, Jim, this morning from reading from Hebrews 4.12. The word of God is living and active. We are enabled by the power of the knowledge of God. The more we know him and fall in love with him and glory in him, the stronger we become. It energizes us. God energizes us. He employs us. To do his work in his way for his glory. Isn't that amazing? God employs us to do his work in his way for his glory. Whatever it is that God has called you to do. God has power for you to do it. Whatever it is that God calls you to do. He will give you the power to do it. It is inexhaustible power. God's power is the same. That power is the same from age to age, from generation to generation. And he stands ready to come alongside all of you. We have this tendency to look back at the glory days of the first great awakening or the second great awakening or the times of D.L. Moody or Billy Sunday or the Billy Graham Crusades. Folks, Those were great times, but we're to live in the power of God right now, right here for our time in this age of history. It's right now. And he is ready to come alongside his people and empower his power to enable us to do his will for his glory. But we can't do it. He can. He can. In us and through us. So God's power is infinite. It is inexhaustible. And it is incomprehensible. God's power is incomprehensible. It is so infinite and so vast that it simply cannot be comprehended by us. Omnipotence is past our understanding. We can't even imagine how powerful God is. Here's a good exercise for your Christian life, something good for you to do. I want you to try to think the highest, grandest, loftiest thoughts you possibly can about how powerful God is. Just sometime when you're alone, try to think how powerful he is. Man, you think of superheroes. This is the superhero of superheroes. I want you to think the highest thoughts you can possibly think about how powerful God is and you won't even come close to the reality of how powerful he is. We're going to close with a great promise. It's a promise that Jim read in his prayer this morning. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power of at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Now I know verse 20 is so precious to us as the people of God. Now to him who is able to do far more, the traditional rendering, exceedingly abundantly, he is able to do more, but not just more, far more far more abundantly than all we ask, but not just more than all we ask, but more than all we think, according to his power. His power that is at work within us. This is a text that ought to make us rise up and be encouraged. We can't even think of the fullness of his omnipotence. It's according to the power that works in us. Mike, thank you this morning for a reading from Ephesians 1. Ephesians chapters 1 through 3. You want to know the power that is at work within us? Read Ephesians chapters 1 through 3. And I want to think of that power in two ways. He saved us, and it's at work in us right now. First, he saved us. It's the omnipotent power of God through Christ's sacrificial death and glorious resurrection that saved you. You were saved and could only be saved by the power of God. He saved us when we were dead. When we were dead in trespasses and sins, he saved us and made us alive in Christ by his regenerating grace, his regenerating power. He drew us to Himself. He opened our blind eyes. He took out our heart of stone and gave us a brand new heart, all because of His power. But not just in salvation, but every day. Every single day, right now, right now, right now, God is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to His power according to his power that is at work within us right now. Right now. I don't know what mountain you're facing in your life right now. I don't know what struggle you're going through. But the God you serve is a God who has power to give you victory within it. Whatever it is. Whatever it is that you're going through right now. I say to you. Based on the power of God. Never ever. Give up. Ever. Let's pray. Father we thank you for your omnipotence. We serve a God who is powerful beyond our understanding. Help us. Help every single one of us to marvel at your power, to surrender to your power, and to rely on your power in our utter weakness. Oh God, we pray, show yourself. Show yourself strong among us as we look to you and cry out to you for every single need in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.